Uh, I want to ask you a personal question. Have you ever, those of you that are hunters, ever been walking in the woods at night or in the morning when it was dark? Or maybe you ladies or men can recall a time when you walked in a room and it was pitch black dark and you didn't have a flashlight and all of a sudden you ran into something that uh, <laughs> uh, like this, a spider web. Have you ever ran into a spider web? And all of a sudden it just wraps around your face and clings to your hair. And you wonder if there's a black widow or a brown recluse ready to sink its fangs into your neck. Well, tell me, if you have a flashlight when you're walking in the woods and it's pitch black dark, or if you have a flashlight when you're walking in a room, it will show the spider web before you run into it. And you know what the psalmist said? He said this, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet. Say that with me. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. A light unto my path. Say that with me. A light unto my path. That's Psalm 119, verse 105. And so here's the point. The devil has his webs weaved and are out there to entangle us up. However, if we have the light of the Word of God, it will reveal the devil's, what I call, big lies. I want to share with you today the message I'm convinced the Lord put on my heart, the devil's big lie, the devil's big lie. And we're going to look today at four steps that lead downward to destruction. And yet one step that can lead back to restoration. We're looking today at this same book we did last week, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We looked at chapter 1 last week, but find your Bible to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And what prompted the message is we were having our wonderful time last Sunday night in our Bible prophecy, Bible study. I hope you'll make it a priority to be here because having a biblical worldview is absolutely essential in these days. And I want to invite you to come. We start at 6, we end at 7. And one of the questions that was proposed after we were getting to conclusion was this concerning the text we're looking at this morning. However, we'll follow up on that and discuss further the actual question that was proposed in regards to the mark of the beast. But for the sake of the message this morning, we're looking at the devil's big lie, the devil's big lie. And uh, as we start in 2 Thessalonians, I'm convinced the devil's been lying to some of us has the devil been lying to you? I believe the devil's been lying to you. And he's out to try to get us off track. You know why? You say, but why, Brother Pastor? I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. We sung about heaven a minute ago. 
if the devil and the demons of hell can get us doubting God and get us believing a lie and get us deceived, then we become ineffective as far as our Christian witness, our Christian testimony, and reaching out to others. Can I tell you what happened to me last night? I got a text message about 12 o'clock. A young man was asking for prayer. You know where he's at? New York City. And he said, Pastor, uh, I need prayer. I've been in a wreck, and I, I just need you to lift me up in prayer. Well, my point is this. People need you to pray for them too. And if you and I are not in a position to pray, we miss out on the opportunity. And I'm telling you, beloved, it's a sobering thought to me how many people need you and me to pray for them. Now, look, listen to me. Let's be honest. There are times when you are not in a position to really pray, and I'm not in a position maybe to really pray and get a hold of God. You know why? Because our mind is divided, and we have a double mind. And if we're not careful, we're not prepared spiritually to really pray. And you never know when somebody's going to call you on the phone or somebody's going to need prayer right Well, Wait a minute, I can't pray right now. I'm not really in a position to pray. Oh, no. And that's why the devil's big lies, this is very important to every one of us today, every daddy, every mama, every husband, every wife, every young person, the devil's big lies. And we're where we're going. We're going to see the devil's big lies now, I just began to think about this this week and pray about this this week, and this is the message God gave me. There are four steps that lead downward. We'll read the text in a moment. Here they are. Number one is to step what I call a step of dumb decisions. Dumb decisions. Have you ever made a dumb decision? Yeah, everybody's made a dumb decision. And it don't take much. Maybe right now you're on the brink of a dumb decision. And certainly that will lead. That's just part of the devil's big lie, a dumb decision which leads to a delirious illusion, which leads to doubt and confusion, which leads to a dangerous conclusion. And so I want you to follow me as we look at this text. And I believe God's in this thing. I believe God's going to speak. I believe the Lord's going to work. I believe there's going to be breakthroughs. I'm praying that the Lord, maybe you've been entangled by the devil's big lie already. Maybe you are living in the realm of uh, confusion and, and deception. Well, that's good news. You can take a step of uh, what I call a blood transfusion. All right, stand with me as we read the text, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. You're well aware of the fact the Apostle Paul is writing to the church months after he written the first epistle. And the theme is the coming of the Lord. How many believe that Jesus is coming again? Amen. Yes, he is. And in chapter 2, there's, there's no doubt the coming of the Lord in the air, gathered together unto him. I'm summarizing as we lead to verse number 9, 10, 11, and 12. And then the Antichrist will take the scene, according to 2 Thessalonians 2, for after the falling away, this apostasy, the Antichrist, the man of sin, will sit at the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And then it appears the church will be snatched away, the restrainer, the Holy Spirit, the what and the he. The what is the Holy Spirit, the he is the Holy Spirit. Anyway, we'll talk about that more tonight. But the church is the restrainer, it appears, right now, the Holy Spirit through the church. And then finally we'll see the Lord Jesus throwing the Antichrist into the lake of fire. 
But we said all that because Paul wants us to know some other things. We pick up in verse number 8. Are you in verse 8? Well, let's back up to verse 7. If you're in verse 7, say amen. amen. For the mystery of iniquity. The word mystery is mysterion. It means that which is hidden, that which is concealed. The mystery of iniquity, lawlessness. The mystery of iniquity doth already work. No one would deny that. Only he who will now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. And then, then shall that wicked, meaning the Antichrist, go back to verse 4, but go back, to, and we're not going to take time. I want to move right forward because he, that wicked one, will be revealed, meaning the Antichrist, whom the Lord, look at verse 8, shall consume, oh, bless the Lord, shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming even him who's coming after, notice, the working of Satan with all power, dunamis, and signs, Simeon, and lying wonders, teros, that's miracles. That's the Antichrist, the capability. And then verse 10, and with all, notice, deceitful, deceitfulness uh, of unrighteousness in them that perish. Here's what I want you to pay attention to. Please grab your pen. Please grab your pencil. Please underline these next phrases. Are you ready? If you're ready, say amen. amen. If you're not ready, say wait. All right? Look, he said, because they received not what? Love the love of the truth. Say it with me. The love of the truth. They did not receive the love of the truth. What does he mean? Because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And then verse 11. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. Not the devil, but God. And the devil can use, uh, God can use the devil, as we see even in the book of Job, for his own purpose and for his own plan. For this cause, however, once a person rejects the truth of God's word, some of you right now tuning out, you don't want to be here. You're caught in the devil's web of lies right now. And if your mind is wandering, and if you're not really going to receive the Word of God, you're caught in the devil's web right this moment. And if you don't receive anything from the service this morning, from the preaching of the Word of God, it is a good indication you're caught in the devil's web. Not receiving the Word of God, just coming to church, but not really listening, and furthermore, not really obeying. Listen, can I be honest? If you and I are not confessing our sins, it shows we're caught in the web of the devil's lies. If you're not confessing your sins as a Christian, if you're, if you're not as Christian, then, then that's the big, the big web of lies is uh, you can make it to heaven without God, without the Lord Jesus. But, but I'm convinced there's a lot of Christians caught in the web of the devil's lies, idols and, and other things. And, and, and boy, I tell you, it's just, it's just a battle. But look, verse 11, for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion word delusion we've looked at it before play a or plain a which means a working error god is going to send them the incapacity to discern truth from error if you or i or whoever rejects the truth of god's word it opens the door to deception and lies you see how serious this is you can sit in church every sunday i'm glad to see you hallelujah but if you're not obeying God, and if you're not doing what God tells you to do, you have been caught in a web of the devil's lies. 
I'm serious. And this is what the Lord wants us to know. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to lose your salvation, but it means this. You're going to lose your testimony, and it means this. You're going to be ineffective as a spirit-filled Christian. I tell you, that's enough to draw every one of us here at the altar, and the church said. Because I know uh, we've all been bombarded these days. Notice verse number uh, 11 again. For this cause shall God send them what? A strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That's where I get the title. The devil's big lie. They should believe a lie. Well, I'll tell you now, it's hard to know who's telling the truth, who's not. Who can you trust? Politicians, preachers, Christians, whoever. You don't know if they're telling the truth or not. And that's why it's important to discern and be a man or woman of the Word of God. Not just the least we can, but the most we can. Developing a strong biblical worldview. And if you don't know the Word, and I'm not talking about just a little of the Word, how to get to heaven and a few things here, this based on what you learned you know, years ago, but I'm talking about learning every day, growing in the Lord every day, the Lord impressing upon your heart at that relationship with Him. It's a constant relationship. And so I want to encourage you today, look, verse 12, that they might all be damned, those who believe not the truth, and God will send them a strong delusion, a working error, that they believe a lie, and that they might all be damned. Notice that who believed not the truth. They didn't believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'd really rather preach something else, but God, I know that this is a need in my life and everybody else here. We just ask now, Spirit of God, quicken our minds, uh, give us great grace to examine our hearts and whatever it is you're dealing with us, Lord, the lies of the enemy that, God, you'll turn the light on. We don't want to be caught in the webs uh, the devil has set before us. And, Lord, I'm convinced there's a lot of maybe people listening right now that uh, feel they're caught in this not knowing the truth and not knowing what to do. Oh, Lord, we pray now, turn heaven's light on. For Jesus, you said you're the light of the world. And we need you. I need you every moment to light my pathway lest I get tangled up in the devil's web of lies. I pray for young people today in the social media with older people today, Facebook and Instagram and, and uh, Twitter and all the uh, Lord ways, TikTok and all the webs of, uh, uh, of the devil's spider webs out ready to catch us and catch our minds and, and consume us and lead us away from you. And, oh, Lord, get us confused. I pray now. That, uh, Father, there be breakthroughs today, and when all said and done, we'll give you glory. Save those, Lord, that are caught in the biggest lie of all, that we don't need you and that we can get to heaven by some other way. And, and Lord, and maybe there's been, uh, Lord, some here that have, uh, have a profession but no inward possession. Maybe sometime they've raised their hand or been baptized but really didn't understand it. And I pray today, dear Lord, there'll be a day of salvation for many 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 lord that are playing the life of a hypocrite a phony baloney pharisee oh god we love you lord bless you lord jesus we need you every moment of every day and i just thank you now what you're going to do what you are doing we love you and give you glory because of your great love for us i pray for a blood transfusion to take place in my heart and every person here the blood of jesus today and we'll thank you for it. And, uh, oh, God, just be glorified through it, we pray in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going. 
as I mentioned to you today. Number one, a step of dumb decision. A step of four steps that lead downward. And I can't help but to say, this is the text, what it says. Because they receive not the love of the truth. That's a step of dumb that leads, that's a dumb step that leads to a dumb decision. Rejecting the truth. I know there's some here that say, well, I can have premarital sex. It doesn't matter. Everybody's doing it. That's a dumb decision. Somebody's saying here, you know, I, I can just go ahead and make a decision and I'll move here. I'll have this relationship and I'm not even going to pray about it. That's a dumb decision. How many know dumb decisions lead to dangerous consequences? Can you all hear me? Dumb decisions. And we all make them and we're all prone to make them today if we don't have the mind of Christ that the church said. See, if you don't agree with what I just said, you've been caught in the devil's web of lies. You know deep down inside, you and I are prone to make a dumb decision if we don't really, and if we're not led by the Holy Spirit. And the fact is, we're making dumb decisions all the time. And we're reaping some consequences because, you know, the devil will never tell you the consequences about a dumb decision. He'll just say, oh, man, you know, she saw the fruit was good to eat and it'd make her wise. He didn't tell you the whole story. And so a step of dumb, what are you, who is it right now that's on the brink of a decision and you need to get with God today? Today, unless you make a dumb decision and violate biblical principles, you know, the list goes on on this, making business decisions and family issues and relating to people. Well, I just don't like what she said, and I just don't like how he acted, and I don't think they're this, and I'm just going to be mad. Dumb decision. Dumb decision. All right? So here's what he's saying. Big lie, the dumb decision. And listen, brother, it's not just you. It's me too. Dumb decisions. And Next, the step of delirious illusion. Because they rejected the truth of God. Because they received not the love of the truth. For this cause shall God send them a strong delusion. And I'm convinced there's a lot of people here right now, if you'll be honest, you're in a state of confusion. You don't know what to believe. You don't know what decision to make. Because on the one hand you think this, and on the other hand you think this, and there's total confusion. Can I tell you? that God is not the author of confusion. And I don't know about you, but unless you get with the Lord, unless you get a word of confirmation, you and me will make a dumb decision. What is it right now that God is prompting your heart to do? To make a wise decision, not a dumb decision. And really trust the Lord on it. This isn't playing games. I'm not asking you to look at your neighbor. I'm not asking you to look at your children. I'm asking you to look at you and look at me. I mean, what is God saying to me? Because once we make a dumb decision, then becomes a delirious illusion. Because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might deceive. For this cause shall God send them a strong delusion. Well, what do I mean by a delirious illusion? You see, things aren't really as they appear. The devil, once we make a bad decision, we justify it in our mind. And here's the problem. If we're not careful, we violate the principles of the Word of God. Woo! Bump, bump, bump. The Holy Spirit's blowing the whistle. The red light is going off. But oh, no. We've learned how to lean on our own understanding. We've learned how to make our own decisions. 
and we've learned how to walk in the flesh and be led by the flesh, and the Holy Spirit is turning the light on, but we just cut the wire, make our own decisions, do our own thing. And, and listen, beloved, uh, I, I, I'm aware from a personal perspective what I'm talking about, making mistakes and making dumb decisions and then having delirious illusion because my flesh dwells no good thing. Listen, my flesh wants to get uh, satisfaction, pleasure. You know, it's all about me. How often do we say, no, Lord, it's really not about me, but it's really about you. When's the last time you said, God, I must decrease, but you must increase? And you really meant it. When's the last time you said that? Probably been a while, hadn't it? When's the last time you said, Lord, not I, but Christ lives in me? When's the last time you said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done? And I'm not just talking about big decisions. I'm talking about every day. And so today, God is saying to you and me, surrender to me. Trust me. Because steps of delirious illusions lead to steps of doubt and confusion. God just sent them a strong delusion. They might believe a lie. They might believe a lie. Imagine that us believing a lie. Yeah, we, you could be prone to believe a lie. And the devil's the master liar. He's the father of lies. John chapter 8, verse 44. And don't think for one moment because you're a Christian, you're saved, the devil's going to leave you alone. No, he's not. In fact, he's going to intensify his attacks on you. Why? To mess you up, mar your testimony. If he can get you to uh, be uh, living in sin or, or be deceived and, and live in a lie, and, and, and can I just be honest? Now, y'all go get mad at me for this, but I love you anyway. Uh, if you're posting stuff on Facebook or Instagram, whatever, TikTok, whatever you're doing, and if it don't bring glory to God, don't do it as a Christian. It's a bad stumbling block. And here's my personal conviction about it even in my own life if you're going to wear a cross around your neck and you're going to put stickers on your tag on your tag on your car you better live up to what you got around your neck that's our problem there's a host of stumbling block christians out there and no wonder the world don't want what we've got they see too much fake hypocrisy in so-called christians can i get a witness you know what i'm talking about and, and it don't matter who's doing it. If it's a preacher doing it, me or anybody else, don't do it if it don't bring glory to God. And see, this is where our flesh kicks in. We want to say, quote a scripture verse over here, and then over here, cuss like uh, the devil. Come on, that's a contradiction. But that's what the world's doing. And that's what the world's idea about what a Christian is is to have a little religion right here, but then work like the devil works right here, and it's okay to be that way. Listen to me. I'm not saying people aren't saved that do that, but I'm saying this. There's a major loss of rewards, according to the Lord, and not only that, but God wants to keep us from a lot of harm and a lot of chastisement. How many believe whom the Lord loves, he chastens? I can't hear you. Look, God will wear my britches out and yours too when we get out of line. Aren't you glad? I know I'm a child of God because, and look, listen to me. If you're not getting your britches worn out uh, when you mess up and you, you know you're not right with God, you're probably not a Christian. John says that, whosoever is born of God commits, does not commit sin, live in sin, habitual sin, because God's seed abides him. He, he cannot sin. And he says, he says this, whom the Lord loves, he chastens. He disciplines every son. 
And so if you can get by with living like the devil and doing the way the world does and God's not convicting you, you need to really check up. And I'm not being sarcastic here. This is what the Lord showed me, that I was lost as lost can be. I sat in the church. I was baptized. I went through the motions like many people are doing today. I had a form of godliness. I had head knowledge but not heart knowledge. Oh, I was a nice person, and if I can say that, not bragging. I'm just saying I greeted people when they walked in the door. I was a usher in the church, and I did all this good stuff. But on the other hand, my lifestyle was not consistent with what a child of God because the Holy Spirit lives in us. I believe the lie of the devil. I believe the lie of the devil. Oh, I'm saved. I'm saved. I remember when I was baptized, 13 years old, and the whole time I was lost as lost could be. And it wasn't until God brought me face to face, son, either you're right or I'm right. Which one's right? I had to say, Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. I need really to get my heart right with you. So the doubt and confusion comes because they receive not the love of the truth. And this is a dangerous step of conclusion. And they, they might all be damned because they receive not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Number one, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Because they receive not the love of the truth. Today, right now, right this minute, I'm, I love you. I know it's hard. Your, your job's hard. Sit here in church and listening. If you're not really taken in with the Holy Spirit of God, the devil's got his web of around you right now. And many of you are not. Some of, I love you, but you've been sitting in church so long that you know what to say, you know what's going to be said, you've heard sermons, but your heart is far from God. You're not really getting right with God. And, and, and God knows that. And, and, and the Lord knows our heart. And so the Lord's saying, stop playing games. Stop pretending like and start getting real. And, and you see, because they received not the little truth. Can I tell you what happened this week? A man called me. Uh, he said, Pastor, I'm watching live stream. And I said, well, good. He lives out of town. And he said, honestly, I got off track. I said, okay. He said, I know I'm saved, but he said, I, I, I've been detoured. And then he began to tell me how he got detoured. He's, he's, this man's not quite 40, but around that age. And he, he's, once upon a time, he was serving the Lord. How many are out there right now, out there in our community? Can I just tell you this, and I love you, and I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to my own family. I'm preaching to everybody. I love my church family, the Lord's just given me a great grace to love everybody, and I'm not what I ought to be all the time. i got to confess my sin, get right with God, and say, Lord, it's me standing in need of prayer. There's a lot of people right now sitting out there in the community, laying in their bed, sleep, and they have no, uh, they have no concept nor no desire to go to church today. They've been deceived by the devil. If you're a Christian, the church doesn't save you. Listen to me. But what Jesus loves, you ought to love. And somebody says, well, I can be a Christian without going to church. <laughs> yeah, what kind of Christian are you talking about? Look, read the New Testament, beloved. And the book of uh, all the epistles that Paul wrote were to churches. Hello. And the, the, the gifts that God's given us to be operated within the church. The Lord loves the church. Jesus has come back for his church. I'm not saying you can't be a Christian and not go to church. But I'm saying this. If you're a Christian, I don't see how in the world you don't want to go to church. There's something wrong there. Whom the Lord loves, I'm telling you, Jesus loved the church and he gave himself for it. But oh, I hear this all the time. Ah, but you have a bunch of hypocrites in the church and preachers are doing this and Christians are doing this. See, that's a lame, blame spider web that you've been caught in. While all that may be true, guess what? 
God's going to deal with us. Aren't you concerned about God dealing with you? Stop looking at everybody else and start looking in the mirror, okay? <laughs> you know, that's where it's a rude awakening. Well, everybody else is getting drunk and everybody else is sleeping around and everybody else is living like hell and everybody else is cussing on television and everybody else is claiming to be Christian but then the lifestyle in the game. Well, bless God, everybody else is going to have to stand before Jesus and you and I are going to have to stand before Jesus. How are we going to stand? Isn't that the bottom line? I mean, really. We could play church and all this stuff and go through the motion, but man, we want to get, and, and I told this man, he said, uh, I got detoured. I messed up. He said he had events that happened. Somebody died in his family. And he began to try to trace it back and tell me this, that, and the other. Hey, look, the world is pulling on us all the time, and everything's pulling on us all the time, trying to keep us from the Lord. How many know we're in a battle? Brother and sister, I don't know about you, but I'll tell you this. I need you, and I believe you need me in this battle. I can't hear you. You can't fight this battle alone. You've been deceived if you think you can. You've been caught in the devil's web of lies. If you think you're a self-made man or a self-made woman, and you're on a little island, and you've got the strength to overcome Satan by yourself, and you've got the strength and you've got the wisdom to live a life that pleases the Lord without other Christians in your life, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens the countenance of a friend, and not only that, without obeying the Holy Spirit, no, that's not going to happen. And so if you want to make a difference, if you want to leave a lasting legacy, if I ask you how many will leave a lasting legacy, I'm, I believe I, many of you would say yes. As I shared with you, a man 62 years old, three years old, just passed away this week. We had a funeral last week. I preached a man's 52-year-old man's funeral. I, I got to thinking about it. There's about seven or eight funerals I've been to in the last two or three months. I mean, this is people that you know, you know, and I've been with some in the hospital. And, I'm, and, and so the point is, the point is, I know we don't like to think about those things, but <laughs> it's a reality. I told this young person that I was talking with, this young man, I said, look, look, you need to get back to where you were. And here's what he said. And I said, I, after he said, I said, Lord, I want to tell that to our church family because he told me that. You know what he said? See if you agree with me. He said, Pastor, it's easy to start missing church, and it's so difficult to go back and start going to church. And see, this is what's knocked out a few. I'm glad that many it hadn't knocked out, but there's been a lot of people, COVID-19, there's been some, some I know, maybe some you know, I still love them, I'm not throwing rocks, but it's knocked them out. And it's easy to sit home on the couch with coffee and you know, your house shoes and such at a certain time of the day, and you can get up and go to the kitchen and get some, and oh, but you're tuning in. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> thank you for tuning in, but, but, but thank you for listening to five minutes of the whole service and then leaving. Is that really tuning in? <laughs> Is that being fed spiritually? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, just, I just don't, you know, I don't get it. I don't get it. And so the devil has weaved his web of lies. And so what? What about it? Not only a dumb decision, but delirious illusion. And watch this. Not only they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved, but this cause God will send them a strong delusion. Have you ever noticed the moon at night? If you notice the moon in the, uh, when it's right above in the sky, it looks a long ways away, a small. 
But there are times when the moon appears to be almost touching the earth. Yet it's still 238,000 miles away from the earth, even in a picture like this. But you've seen the moon. It's what is called an optical illusion. And that's why I've titled this part, not only from a dumb decision, but a delirious illusion. And here's the, the problem. Once you get tangled in the devil's web of lies, things don't always appear like they really are. And so the enemy begins to paint his pretty picture. I think of Samson. His parents said, no, Samson. Manoah, don't go fooling around, I'm paraphrasing, with them girls and Philistines, they're not the people of God. Choose from those who love the Lord. No, I like this Delilah. I've got to have this Delilah. She is so beautiful. Because they received not the love of the truth. And so, you know, Samson learned sin blind, sin bind, sin makes grind. He's the man that got his hair cut in the devil's barbershop. But here's the sad part about Samson. There was a night that the lights went out at Samson's house. But listen, you know what's sadder than all of that? He did not even know he had lost his strength when his hair was cut. He wished not that God was not with him anymore. That is a major statement because he had been such deceived and he'd been such led that he did not even know the Philistines came in to take him. He had taken 300 foxes and tied their tails together. He had taken a jawbone of a donkey, killed 1,000. He picked up the gates of Gaza. He was a mighty, massive man, but he did not know the Lord had left him. The Christians, Christians, same thing. I'm sitting in church every Sunday, but I'm not obeying God. Listen to me. I know what some of you are thinking. I'm not saying a person can be saved and lost, but I am saying this. According to the Bible, we can grieve the Holy Spirit of God and quench the Holy Spirit of God. And when we grieve the Holy Spirit, that word grieve is lupio, which means to hurt. To offend. When we read the Holy Spirit, you can't snap your fingers and let the Holy Spirit begin to all of a sudden illumine you and lead you until you deal with the sin. Quench not the Spirit. That's Ephesians 4:30, 1 Thessalonians 5:19. So Samson is a prime example. He did not know the Lord had left him. If I ask some of you today, all of you in here, hey, I'm not being critical because I'm right where you're at. I've said, come up here, pray right now. I need you to pray for me. I need you to pray about the scissors. How many of today would be in a position to pray? How many today would say, wait a minute, I really need to ask God to search my heart. Be sure you're not deceived now, raising your hand. Be, see, be sure you're not just, you're just on a roller coaster ride of emotions. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying. There are times when I thought I could pray and I got down to pray and because, you know, I'm a pastor and preach for all this and I, I got down to pray and I, I said it was a need and I got down to pray and my prayers bounced off the ceiling because I was not really right with God. But I thought I was. You ever been there? 
So, and it was not until I got really right with the Lord. See, we, we get so deceived. We get in such a little bubble that we think that, you know, we're, you know that, 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 that God understands our sin and he, yeah, he loves us unconditionally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to have the blessings of God, to have the anointing of God, and to have a communication with the Lord, there's got to be a relationship. And there are things that crowd our relationship. We don't want to admit it, but there are. And the things sometimes we put before the Lord. And he said we're to love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. But this is a realm of illusion. The Indians, you know how they would kill a wolf? They would get a seal or an animal and kill the animal, get the blood, and they would put ice on that animal that had been killed. Then they would uh, put layers of ice and put it situated on the ground. Meanwhile, the wolf would come walking in, smelling that fresh meat, and then start licking that ball of ice with blood and meat and flesh. Little did the wolf know that as he licked that ball of ice, there was a knife blade sticking up holding the ice. But yet his tongue would be frozen because he was unaware of what was underneath the ice. And meanwhile, he would lick the blade of the knife until he choked on his own blood. A realm of delusion. And you know, I can fool you and you can fool me, but you can't fool God. And I just believe that, that, uh, that, that listen, I believe that the, the devil's using this web of lies and dumb decisions and delirious illusions, but then brings the doubt and confusion. What I mean by doubt and confusion? That they should believe a lie. They should believe a lie. What kind of lie is the devil trying to tell you today? What kind of lie? What kind of lie? about God hath God really said you see that's the way the devil operates Genesis 3 no 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 God hadn't really said right now right now there's some of you right now that some of us that probably need to get to the altar in just a minute but the devil's telling you no you don't you're all right what are people going to think about you what are people going to say about you I'll be honest with you it really doesn't matter what people think or say about you. What matters is getting right with the Lord. I talked with a group of young people, 6th grade through 12th grade. Listen to this. I had the privilege of teaching in, at a Christian school last week, and I asked them this question. I said, tell me, how much time do you spend on social media? They said, one said two hours a day, one said four hours a day, one said six hours a day. You hear me? Six hours a day. Now, don't look at me like you're crazy. We all probably spend more time than we ought to. What kind of trash are we picking up on social media? I can't hear you. Everybody on social media is not <laughs> right with the Lord. And if the devil can put his web, and, and but wait a minute. Now, some of you say, bless God, I don't have a computer. I don't have that, so I'm free. How much time do you spend watching TV every day? Can't hear you. Or, or what kind of thoughts you put in your mind? 
The devil's got his web of lies. It doesn't matter what we do. We're all faced with it. But I would suggest maybe some of us need to put some of our social media on the altar today. What do you think? You say, I'll go with withdrawal symptoms. Well, bless the Lord. <laughs> it won't be bad having the Lord. They should believe a lie. Steps of dumb decisions, delirious illusions, doubt and confusion, dangerous conclusions. It doesn't take much to come to a dangerous conclusion. Notice that they might all be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You don't have to be defiant toward God and say, bless God, I don't believe God. Just turn a deaf ear. Just turn a blind eye to what God's saying. Even Peter denied the Lord. I'll never deny you. I mean, if great men of God like that, Lot and Jonah and the list goes on, God doesn't hide anything. He shows us Abraham and, and all the rest. They all face the same thing. So, where are you at right now? The step upward, thank God. A divine blood transfusion. This is what we need. This is what we need. Then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. What we need today is to say, Lord, I don't want to live tangled up with a web of lies. I want to walk in the light. Shine the light, Jesus, on my heart. Shine the light, Jesus, on decisions I've got to make. Shine the light, Lord, on my mind. Give me grace to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Help me to be a spirit-filled man of God, a spirit-filled woman of God. Help me, Lord, to uh, spend time in your word and let your word, the entrance of thy word, give it light. You want some light to keep you from walking in the spider webs of the devil? Hey, take in the word of God. Psalm 130, verse 1, Psalm 119, verse 130. No wonder Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Look, we can walk in the light as he is in the light, having fellowship one with another. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. So if you're going to hesitate in just a moment to get right with God, you might be and more than likely, there's a spider web of the devil tangled around you. But the blood transfusion, not dumb decisions, delirious illusions, doubt and confusion, dangerous conclusions, but a blood transfusion, a blood transfusion. Lord, get it right. Wash me thoroughly. Brought out my sins. Search me, O God, and know the thoughts and intents of my heart. Lead me in a plain path. Oh, yes. A zookeeper had a lot of lions. A lion's a massive animal, needless to say. I don't know if you've been close to a lion when it's roaring, but down in Albany at the zoo, I stood there at a cage of a lion. He roared, and the whole ground shook. I'll never forget that. That was a few years ago. I was taken back of the mighty, massive king of the jungle. This lion was king of the jungle, in a zoo, and the lion keeper, one day he walked in the pen of the lions. He patted the lion on the head. The spectators were watching. They couldn't believe their eyes. The zookeeper walked over to the lion. He grabbed him around the head, what little bit he could get, and he started, started pushing him and pushing him and patting him on the head and grabbing his tail and just jerking his tail. People were saying, stop, stop, are you crazy? He's going to kill you. And then as the zookeeper 
miraculously walked out of the cage of the lion. He said, man, weren't you scared? Weren't you afraid that the lion would tear you to smithereens, just maim you and kill you? The zookeeper said, nah. He said, why not? He said, because this lion doesn't have any teeth. He's toothless. I want to tell you something. Jesus Christ has, as Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, he that had the power over death, he has destroyed him that had the power over death. Oh, no, that devil is still real. He's still walking around as a roaring lion. But thank God there's victory in Jesus. Amen. Oh, yes. And what we need today is a blood transfusion. Stand to your feet. Where are you at? Come on. We can play church today or we can be honest and serious with God. What are you going to do? You're just going to skip in and skip out like you do every Sunday and look around at everybody and just feel good because you were able to be in church? Are you going to really get real? I know this is a really, really defining moment right now for a lot of people. It's going to be easy just to stay like you've always been in the comfort zone. It's going to be easy because that's what you're used to doing every Sunday. You do it every Sunday. Why should you do something different? Let's bow for prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we know that this devil's weaved his web of lies all around us. And oh, Lord, we need your light. I need your light. Lord, I'm convinced every person here needs your light. I need a blood transfusion. So, God, accomplish your will in this moment. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name.